Maybe for your wedding, we should gift each other uh, podcasting headphones. <laughs> hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Don't members of the bridal party get gifts? <laughs> they do, but I don't think they get $600 like <laughs> nice-ass headphones. I mean, I can do. No, no, I, mean, I, I would never ask you to do that for me. All of our sponsor, all of our sponsors will help pay for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm thinking about our dog park did something ridiculous today, and they like got rid of all the mulch and just put in like these huge pieces of gravel. So like. That's literally where we just were, and sugar was like waddling. That's awful. Um, so maybe he'll get hurt, and I can sue the complex, and then I can buy myself six hundred dollar headphones. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All of that is to say, this episode is about Brenna downloading Scrivener. Yeah, is that what it's called? And doing Scrivener, some plotting. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! Which I'm really curious about. I don't obviously know very much about it. So, welcome yeah. to Brenda's lecture, lecture series, part two. Brenda's masterclass. Oh, Lord. Just kidding. So, yeah, I thought I'd talk about kind of my journey of trying to plot a novel because the past two novels that I've been working on for my entire life, I pantsed, which means I just wrote them straight up when I was like 14. And so I haven't really plotted. I've come up with new ideas for like certain things, but not like a full novel in a very long time. So that was like my first hurdle to get over was coming up with an, with an idea. I'm not one of those people that has had like 1500 novel ideas in my brain all my life. So right. Because um, I've like just been so honed in on these two stories that I'm way too attached to, which I'm sure is a lot of authors lives um but yeah so I had to like first figure out how to how to like generate a story idea and I found Abby Emmons who is a YouTuber who has like really great content and she did a video on how to brainstorm a story idea and that was super helpful and I watched that and then I made like a whole story bible based on all of my craft book notes and stuff that I've taken like over the whole journey of writing and I made like a whole planning thing and I just went crazy wait Um, what you already have a story bible or do you like to see this (laughs) wait so is this a story okay so in theater I'm pretty sure there's like a show bible that has to do with all the continuity of the story itself Mm -hmm. and all the different worlds and details is it that or is it about um story writing it's both so at first (gasps) uh before before I started to, like, um, get into Scrivener, like, I didn't really know if Scrivener was a tool that you could kind of, like, outline in as well. So I was doing everything by hand. I can brainstorm easier if I'm writing things physically down. Um, so I was, like, kind of doing that uh, as a part of this binder. Like, I have basically a whole section that's just all, like, my notes and the different steps, like, planning and, and plotting and drafting and just like stuff from all the different books I've read over the years and I tried to compile it in a cohesive way where all the books that I've read over the years could like come together and actually give me some sort of information and guide. I think I needed some guidance and I also needed to make it myself like I needed to put together what made sense for me based on like all the different stuff I've learned mostly from YouTube and from books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it made more sense to me to like kind of make my own like little story bible thing with all my notes and go through the different steps and uh 
and that. So that super helped me. That's in exciting. Terms of how to even get started. So like the first section basically kind of revolves around how to pick a story idea. And then it's how to kind of sketch out scenes, how to come up with characters, like all the notes I have on setting and location. And then um, all the notes I have on plotting. And then I have like revision stuff too, which I am nowhere near. I have not even started writing this book yet. So, but yeah. That's amazing. I really uh, am proud of myself for doing that, but now I have to somehow get myself to write. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Wait, so how much of this story idea do you have planned out? I basically have all of the beats. So I, I use like the Save the Cat beat sheet mm-hmm. for everything. And before I was like retroactively putting my stories into it, but now I could actually come up with a cohesive story from scratch using it. Um, and so I have like every moment of like the beat sheet kind of, um put down so there's like the opening image and then the setup and the catalyst and you know all that stuff the midpoint those kind of things and i have all of those kind of plotted out in terms of what's going to happen um and in scrivener it's very easy to make scene cards and like chapter cards where you can kind of say like this is what's going to happen in this chapter even if you don't have it written at all yet Mm -hmm. so i did that so i kind of have a cohesive like what's going to happen i'm sure it'll change when i actually get writing i'm still very like seat of my pants got kind of will write whatever feels right. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll change. But I think this has this has definitely taught me a lot in terms of the actual uh, mechanics of a story where I'm not just retroactively putting my own stories that I was like, these are so good. Let me put them into these things retroactively that I'm s- supposed to follow story uh, beats and all this stuff. So it's just, it's fun to actually like do it yeah. from the beginning. To not have to dissect actually know what story. I'm doing. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. That's but really cool. um, you can even make like an aesthetic in Scrivener. Like you can have a background, you can have like the pages different colors. So it's very all immersive. And I was so worried about, not worried, but I was so, I just want to stay with Word. And I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people say that. And then the second they use it, they're like, oh my God, shit, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's main thing is like you write each scene like individually, then at the end it compiles it all together. So you don't have to like worry about having your whole manuscript in one document. Um, wow. And cause I, I remember I used to write, when I would use Word, um, I used to write like, I, it would it would be easier for me to write scenes separately on like different documents because I just couldn't deal with all of the like, hundreds of other pages of stuff. Like I just needed to be in my own, this is this scene now. Like, mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be really helpful once I really start getting into writing. Wow. Um, that's a lot. I know that's a lot, but that's kind of all I've been doing the past few months. That's so amazing. Um, well, and I'm, even, I'm trying. I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I just feel like you've made so much progress since the last time we talked. Like, it'd be one thing if last month you were like, this is all this shit I've done because we took two months off. But the fact that you've done this all, you said last few months, but I feel like a lot of this has just happened. I mean, the actual plotting and stuff of the story itself, I like all the Scrivener stuff I did within the past like week, but all of this like story stuff I was doing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, mostly it was just trans. It was just setting up Scrivener, like how I can most utilize it. And then, um, which is a lot of work because there's a lot of different, it's very confusing when you first look at it. Um, Mm -hmm. So setting that all up and like just transferring like what what I had already plotted by hand into Scrivener. So it wasn't like I was totally doing everything from scratch, but But yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think over like Christmas break is when I kind of combined all my notes and like got them all together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, might as well do this to procrastinate actually starting a new story. Might as well do all of this 
Ah. Stuff that, all this logistical administrative stuff before I actually write. So that was part so. of why, because last time you're talking a lot about um, not knowing how to get started writing a new story. Um, yeah. So you were just kind and of this trying was... to delay that a little bit. But it turned a out to be bit. really useful. Yeah, I mean, because I did, I like I said, it's like, it's so much nicer because I can actually utilize these notes that I've mm-hmm. had in just separate Word docs and separate stories and or separate, um, like, different craft books and stuff and uh i think it's it'll be really helpful um i don't know i'm excited to get started i am nervous because i haven't written in a while but you know flex that muscle mm-hmm. <laughs> well i mean you haven't come up with a new story in a while and you've already have yeah. done that so that's pretty this cool. is true i don't even remember at this point how i came up actually i think i do i'm trying to think um I did have, like, a, I kind of wanted to do, I think I said this, I kind of wanted to do, like, a superhero thing, and then that mm-hmm. kind of turned into, like, more fantasy. So, um, that is, that is, uh, where I'm at, but I don't know. I tried to write, like, a premise for it. Let me see if I can find it. Um, <gasps> I also, at some see. point, want to see, because you said it was a little confusing at first, so I want to know if you have any pro tips that you wish you had known. I mean, I can't really give you any pro tips now because I haven't actually wrote written in it. Like, I feel like I would know once I actually write in it because I've just set it up, but who knows if that's going to work for me. So, okay. but I can definitely keep you updated. Yeah. Um, this is my premise so far. <gasps> okay. Uh, so first of all, I'll give you, the, give you the, the vibes. So the working title is How High We Are, which is a, based on an Emily Dickinson poem. Because I was like, I want to do something with a poem. It's like a, basically a poem about being a hero and like, mm-hmm. this is, I don't know. And That's and so kind of, cool. Oh my God. So it is contemporary fantasy for the most part. It is going to be set in Savannah, Georgia. Mm. Uh, so very Southern. I feel like I can't write anything that isn't Southern, even though I'm not really like, <laughs> I don't know. Savannah's um, like the best place though. Such a Well, because idea. it's. It's, I mean, it has, like, the richest and most devastating history of, like, any town in the South. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So it's I the really most haunted, to right? dive into that. Yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> um, that's where Ben lives. Really? Mm-hmm, because that's where that. Scad is. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he was. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that. I do, uh, I think I've been there, like, once, but it was for such a short time. It, all the photos of, like, the downtown just look gorgeous. And mm-hmm. Very, very haunted, though. Very yes. haunted looking. Um, so let's see here's the premise i've written after the death of a classmate 16 year old aurora so i'm gonna call her rory though in the story Mm. um wakes with magical powers to figure out the connection she'll have to get go to an old friend who shut her out the same thing she's done to people ever since she let her sister die the backstory is going to be her sister she kind of blames herself for her sister's death you know that typical Mm -hmm. like trope um and uh it's kind of gonna be like oh the theme is kind of like you know any everyone's worthy of being a hero well not everyone you're worthy of being a hero <laughs> mm-hmm. um and that she didn't end it was like it ends up being like all connected basically yeah. everything is connected of course and yeah i think from like what i've kind of plotted it seems like it all makes sense logistically and how it's gonna work where everything kind of falls into place but there's like a lot of action and i don't really know how to write action very well so that'll be fun we'll have to finally do our um self-defense class or whatever oh god yeah i forgot about that (laughs) yes uh that we put off because of covid and nothing else we didn't we sure didn't put that off because we didn't want to do it or anything but 
I mean... No, it would be fun. I don't want to do be anything fun. still because of COVID, so it is still technically because of COVID. But yes, we I've are been, shy I've been, uh, I've been VR boxing, so I feel very powerful. Oh, shit. There you <laughs> go. Honestly, it's more than What's-Her-Face ever did. Veronica... Was it Roth? <laughs> VR boxing? Yeah, yeah. She didn't have... She didn't consult you. I'm sorry about all that. She really should have. I know. But... Um, I love that premise, Brenna. I mean, because not only... I feel like the key to a beautiful, like, meaningful story is to have everything sort of be connected. And it... I mean, it really... Like, the grief at someone being lost blame yourself for that and then like ultimately realizing you deserve to be a hero you have that capacity inside of you rather than like a horrible person i don't know it just all is in there and then like it even i could pontificate and be like and it fits in with the story of like savannah and like the history there and like all of its roots and like slavery and colonization and Savannah is one of the most flourishing cities that I've been to, like, and it's still diverse. There's so many artists and Mm -hmm. restaurant owners, like, the best southern, like, soul food I've had has been in Savannah. Um, It's just a wonderful place. If you ever want to go, you need a tour guide. Um, When I went with Ben, Scad kind of hooked us up, so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's nice. Yeah. That's really exciting. I'm really happy for you. I've got, like, these, like, you know, like, when you drink too much caffeine and you've got, like, energy in your stomach? I've got that from you talking about your book, so that's really exciting. (laughs) Great. That's the best compliment I could ever get. It is. Yeah. (laughs) I wish someone would tell me that. (laughs) I'm so proud of you for... It's okay. I'm trying to think of what... I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm so proud of you for everything you do. Thanks, Brenda. Um, wow. I'm really excited. Okay, do you have anything else that you want to share? Like, anything about the characters or anything? Because I know we sort of, like, pitched the idea of doing that, if it would help you. And I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, right now, I kind of... So another thing in Scrivener is, like, you can put photos and, like... Mm -hmm. So I have a section of characters with a photo of the people that would represent them. Um, and then like places and I have photos of what her house would look like, what her room would look like, stuff like that, that I've always like had in like different folders and shit. And it's all Mm -hmm. just so nice to have it all together in one thing. Essentially, I took these, these questions from Heart Breathings, which is another self-published author, Tuber. What is their deepest desire? Uh, what do they truly need, even if they don't realize it yet? Um, what happened in their past that hurt them and made them who they are now? And then what do they now believe because of what happened in the past? Like, for Rory, it's like, she'll always hurt people or she'll always, you know, she'll be full of guilt her whole life for seemingly killing her sister. (laughs) Um, How do they portray themselves to others? What is their false self? And then, like, what is their true self? Um, Hmm. Who are they deep down? Those questions really helped in terms of getting an idea of um, the characters and... Then I had to go through, like, the backstory of, like, what these powers are, how they developed, um, and all of that for her. And I just kind of have, like, the general, the general, um, whatchamacallit, characteristics. So, like, age, um, ethnicity, eye color, hair color, height build, all those things. Like, any little distinguishing things, like freckles, (laughs) (laughs) and preferred outfit, any accessories, and then, like, voice, um, like, family history, health history. Out of all like the character profile things that I've seen, 
like some are just have so many things and it just gets overwhelming and I feel like I just kind of picked and chose and picked and choosed chose <laughs> what um what ones like I would really like when I write that I kind of would like to know and mm-hmm. have written down um so yeah her in the main her name is gonna be for right now it's Aurora mm-hmm. Rory Flynn I love that last name She's Irish and she's going to be redhead. <laughs> um, so I might need your takes on, you know, some stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm paler than you probably. So I think I, I'm honestly <laughs> closer to her in skin tone. But um, I'd say we're about equal. There's a lot yeah. more that goes into being a redhead, though, Brenna. I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> I have a redhead gene. I just don't have the redhead hair. <laughs> Did you ever do the 23 and Me thing? No. Because it tells you your percentage of likelihood, or the, like, really? the likelihood of your you being a redhead, um, just based on your genes. And, like, Mary-Kate's, I think, was, like, 12% and mine's 70%. I mean, not surprising. Oh, my gosh. But, like, it's just funny. Because she does have, you know, she's, like, light-skinned, freckled. She's got some red hairs in there. But... <laughs> my grandmother was a full redhead, but she's the only person in my family. Yeah. That'll be me one yeah. day. I still am the only person. Maybe by then I won't be. Anyways. Maybe you'll just pump out like 15 little redhead babies. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to put most of that. your life for you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no. I'm just kidding. Women don't have to pump out babies. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just trying to put into the world. No, fi- no to 15. Knock on wood. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lord. Could you imagine? Anyway. <sighs> I'm really excited. Okay, what about this guy character? I want to know about him. So his name is Arden for oh. right now. Arden Woods. I don't know. I just love... Um, and I like... When I pick names, I kind of like going off of what I think sounds good, but also like then I look up the meaning. Mm-hmm. And Arden means a dwelling place. And I was like, that's really sweet for a love interest. So mm-hmm. I was like, I really like that. Um, and obviously like Aurora is like light and dawn and that kind of stuff um, yeah oh and, and their names are gonna are... have fire involved so go ahead <laughs> just i love that their names are kind of have to do with like the land and the yeah. earth it's so good i don't even think i did that intentionally like i just love but i love works. looking at meetings of names yeah like for my first book their names were literally stella and sky so they were very literal in terms of you know astrological stuff but uh i think yeah i really like them so yeah that's um, amazing. the way i'm putting them against each other is like they're gonna they were like childhood friends but then they kind of separated when when his his mother passed away when he was a kid and then when her when rory's sister passed away like they really don't um they don't have a relationship anymore um mm-hmm. but obviously they come together because the opening oh god this is gonna be so confusing i really just need to read out the whole plot but no, no i'm following basically you. <laughs> basically the so the opening scene is the person that like ends up dying which kind of like which pushes all of this he was like the last person to have these powers and he dies and then rory gets them the next morning basically mm. and he, the the love interest arden his he that's his best friend so like that's how she, that's why she needs to reach out to him because she's like this is what happened last night like why do I have powers all of a sudden this kid died? Like, I don't know. So then she has to kind of get over her fear of like, I don't want to, I want to shut everyone out and go reach out to him. I think it'll be really cute. And I really like 
I was trying to think of the aspects of my first two stories that like I really enjoyed writing and a lot of it was the contemporary just like high school stuff like mm-hmm. just kind of typical it wasn't even like the genre stuff that much and while I love reading genre fiction I like writing contemporary stuff I like writing those scenes because I feel like I can I can get more into like obviously stuff that I've actually experienced versus yeah. aliens which I have not experienced so hmm. yeah that's I exciting and I want to make it as Riverdale-y as possible, but not crazy. Like, the good parts of Riverdale. Yeah. Just that kind of vibe. Like, that kind of dark, like... Sexy teen murder high school. Pretty much. Exactly. But not as... Yeah. So, I that is the vibe I'm going for. But we will see. All of this may change the second I start typing. But... It's possible. I don't know. I, don't know. I'm I think excited. you're on a very good path. And I'm excited for you. And I just want to... I don't know, be an author. So (laughs) put those good vibes out there. (laughs) Oh, you know me, baby. I feel like we've talked about this before, but like, when do you call yourself, do you call yourself an author when you're published and then a writer when you like, or when do you call yourself these terms, you know? Mm. Like, it's like, hmm, it's all very imposter syndrome-y. What's the definition of author? I don't know. I I don't know. Let's look it up. Where's my phone? I don't even know. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the writer of a book, so... <laughs> well, there you go. You're an author. I'm so excited. All the books that I love lately have taken place... Well, not all, but a lot of them have taken place in the South. And yeah. have been fantasy, so... It makes sense to me that Southern literature is becoming more of a thing right now. Um, yeah. Because I think for a very long time... It's just funny. It's something I've talked about before. I mean, I think even in one of our very early episodes about books that are underrated or whatever, like I talked about uh, that um, Dread Nation, which takes place in the South during the Civil War. Um, But, like, I think people forget all the time that the South is, like, fucking diverse, and in a lot of ways it's more diverse than the North is in America. Um... I just finished listening to this podcast about the school systems in New York and, like, the lack of integration in the schools because of the affluent white parents there would, like, do the most to just get their kids in a good school. And Mm -hmm. um, So I don't know. I think that it, it, I mean... I would say this whole new wave into Southern literature started with Lemonade, because that was very literary, in my opinion, and very Southern. Yeah, the Spanish you're laws, not wrong. And the you're big old trees, wrong. and the history, yeah. and like the art history, and the black art history. Um, yeah. All I remember is just the SNL sketch. It was like the day Beyonce turned black. And I just thought that was so funny. It was like all these white people like, what? She's black? And it was just hilarious. <laughs> <sighs> people are stupid. But yeah. People are just. <laughs> and I think, I mean, you, this is like perfect timing. Like Georgia just went blue. You're setting a story in Georgia. There we Georgia. go. Georgia. Hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. I, Yeah. I don't know what else to say besides yeah. yay. I'm just happy that I finally like I don't know did something and t- did, I just keep I keep alerting and I'm I'm yeah. praying that I 
that I will keep. Uh, every single every single thing that I write will just be learning, and if it doesn't work, I'll do the next thing and learn from that. <laughs> so yay! Well, I mean, so, so far exciting. so good. I'm just impressed and excited for you that you kind of like set an intention last time we talked, and it's like fully realized. So that's cool. I wish I had a, a whole novel written, but I, I don't. Uh, but. Yeah, but that would be insane, Brenna. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be because I do also have a job and. Yeah, that would be insane. <sighs> anyway, well, have a good night, everyone. Except these go up in the morning, so have a good day, everyone. Yeah, have a and great day. Thanks for listening to me ramble about my story, and keep me, all of our listeners better keep me, uh, what's the word? Uh, keep me, hold me accountable for finishing this story. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, like, keep me in their prayers. <laughs> Keep me humble. Keep me and humble. I was like, <laughs> five listeners. Don't worry. I, yeah, we don't need to worry about anything about prayers. You're fine. Uh. <laughs> I'll hold you accountable. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. 